Welcome to the Dollars and Cents Radio Show with your host, accountant and author Carol Topp, the homeschool CPA. Carol takes confusing topics such as money and business and puts them into clear English. She's ready to share her knowledge with you on today's show. Well, welcome back to the Homeschool CPA Podcast. Dear homeschool leaders, I hope you are enjoying the top 10 tips for running a homeschool organization. And this is the last of five parts. Episodes number uh, 180 started us off. And in this last episode, I'm going to be talking a little bit about insurance for homeschool groups, but mostly I am talking about record keeping, about software, about uh, how to do reimbursements properly. I've got some horror stories to share with the audience about groups that did it wrong. This podcast was actually recorded at a homeschool leaders workshop in Wichita, Kansas a few years ago. And I hope you find these things helpful. I hope you find it interesting to hear what kinds of questions homeschool leaders have because they're probably the same questions that you have. So make sure that you check out um, homeschoolcpa.com for some of the resources that I mention and some of the books that I've written, particularly a book called Money Management in a Homeschool Organization. You might find really helpful. And also to kind of to go along with that, I have a free webinar uh, that I offer. It's called financial reports for homeschool groups. And you can find that over at homeschoolcpa.com slash webinars. I have a few webinars that um, I charge a small fee for, but this one on your financial reports, what they should look like, uh, what mistakes you might be making on them is a free one that I do. And I think your treasurer and your board members will benefit from it greatly. So I hope you enjoy the information shared in this podcast. Different kinds of insurance, general liability, which is property insurance. If something bad happens to the property that you were renting from a church, you should have general liability policy. Medical, if a child or a parent gets injured while at one of your programs, usually general liability policies have some sort of medical payments associated with them. The final one, D and O, stands for Directors and Officers Insurance. Large nonprofits get this. It protects the directors and officers, those board members, from lawsuits. Now, remember I said nonprofit corporation limits the lawsuit. Insurance pays the lawsuit when it comes. Directors and officers insurance can be quite expensive, $1,000 a year and up, and it's usually only required if you have employees Um, because most of the lawsuits directed against directors and officers of homeschool or nonprofit organizations, and I got all this from an insurance man who was a homeschool dad, most of the lawsuits brought against nonprofit board members are due to two things. Sexual harassment in the workplace, probably doesn't happen for us. Wrongful termination of employees. If you don't have employees, there's less likelihood of lawsuits, less likely a need for DNO insurance. I don't know of very many homeschool groups that have directors and officers insurance. Bottom line on insurance, okay? Record keeping, create a board member binder. We passed it around earlier. Use accounting software. Please, like Wave or QuickBooks. Um, you can get QuickBooks on, um, online for free at a website called techsoup.org. So go to techsoup, T-E-C-H, soup, S-O-U-P.org, slash Intuit, Intuit, and the manufacturers of 
QuickBooks. You can get it online. You can sign up for the QuickBooks online. TechSoup is a nonprofit that gives technology uh, to other nonprofits. So you have to be 501c3 to be eligible. Intuit didn't used to give QuickBooks online to religious organizations. They just relented on that. And now as a religious organization, you can get QuickBooks online. But... They have a rule. This is Intuit. They can do what they want with giving out their free software, okay? So you can't get upset at this, but they have a non-discrimination clause. You can't discriminate on the basis of put in everything you can imagine, including gender identity and everything you can imagine. Now, most of us would have no problem with, no, we don't discriminate on the basis of sex. We might discriminate on the basis of religion. We might, okay, gender, ethnicity, all that stuff. But then it gets into some stuff you might discriminate on the basis of. Then that just means you can't, in good conscience, take the QuickBooks online for free subscription. But, like I said, there's Wave Accounting, which is free as well. So... Do you have anything else about record keeping? So that's just my high level pitch. Okay. <laughs> Learn something else to keep keep you busy. Let me talk about reimbursements. Um, I put a picture of the state of Texas because this is a true story. It came out of Texas. Everything's bigger in Texas, as you know. And so this this very large homeschool group was there, and the, and the new treasurer called me, and she said, Carol, this is what they're doing. There's such a large homeschool group, they have split into departments. There's the sports department and the science department and stuff like that. And I was told at the beginning of the year to write a check to the leader of the sports department for thousands, five, $6,000. Just write her a check. She needs it to run her department. Write the science department leader a check. She needs to run her department with that money. And I thought, well, that's kind of unusual because usually we ask for reimbursements. And I said, were you getting reimbursements? Receipts. How did they spend the $5,000 check she was given? How did she spend her 6000 No, they don't ask for reimbursements. And when the treasurer challenged the leaders on this, and, and, and I'm doing all kinds of research on the IRS website too to say this is fishy, I don't like this. We concluded that the IRS has what's called a non-accountable plan. If if you don't ask for an accountability of how that what that woman did with that money, it's taxable income to her. If instead you hold her accountable and ask for receipts, where did you spend it? Then it's not taxable income to her. It's very clearly explained in the IRS. They even have rules about how quickly reimbursements have to be turned in, 60 days, stuff like that. Look at you guys. I'm so sorry. Um, so she went back to the board. She went back to the board and said, we've got to start getting receipts. We've got to start knowing where this money goes. Listen to what the board said. Well, she's kind of got needs in her family. That's why we've never asked where the money goes. Yes, look at your face. I couldn't believe they said that. So the treasurer tried. She tried, would, she tried to get the board. Would you please listen to Carol? Would you please phone her in? Let's have a conference call. They didn't want to talk to me. They didn't want to listen to her. They wanted to keep doing it the way they'd always been doing it. They would not change. So I said to the treasurer, well, you got, you got a couple of options. There's called the attorney general in the state of Texas. Okay? There's the IRS. She didn't do that. She resigned because she loved the program for her kids. She kept her kids in the program, but she was resigned as treasurer, and I don't know whatever happened to them. Completely illegal what they were doing. If you don't want the money that you give your members 
to be taxable income to them, and you don't, get a receipt. There you go. That's my, that's my spiel. I could not believe it. I, can't, I don't make these things up. Questions on that? Yep. And do you reimburse her after she shows you the receipt or do you front her the money? And you front her the money. You give her the money up front. Don't front her the money. Have her buy the materials, then show you receipt. She can float you 250 bucks. I hope. Nobody's that poor. If she is... Go shopping with her with the debit card from the group. It's kind of a nuisance, but she can use the debit card from the group. If you trust her, give her the debit card for the day she's going to go shopping, right? Or you could front her the money, but then you require receipts, and then if she doesn't give you the receipts, she's gotten the money. And I mean, you're probably physically seeing that she bought the supplies. You think she didn't go, you know, I don't know. Okay, so work with her and uh, give her an exception. Work with her. But in general, don't front money. Require receipts. Okay. But you can work out compromises and difficult things like that. Okay. Fair enough. Financial statements requirement for your treasurer. I said that already. Please, please hold those treasurers accountable. Another true story. Local one. I was, I was asked to come to a board meeting and they were worried about their treasurer because she they would say how are we doing financially and here was her financial report we're fine things are fine never any paperwork sit in front of them never anything and um and they started telling me things like well her husband's been out of work and when you know things just seem sloppy like the check numbers are out of order and i and i you know red flags are going off in my cpa brain at this stuff and i finally said do you think there's some, you know, shenanigans or embezzlement going on here? And one of the members got up, and we were, it was during co-op day, and they were meeting in one of the classrooms, got up, shut the door. Like, now we're going into quiet session, right? We don't want anybody here. And that's when they said, her husband's been out of work, we're not sure, we can't tell if she's been taking money or not, but things look so bad. And it was like, hunker down get the checkbooks out of that woman's hands and she couldn't even when they finally got serious and said we're taking over the treasury not doing it anymore give us the checkbook she couldn't find the checkbook she was using them out of different checkbook you know those different pads you get it was a mess so anyway hold your treasurers accountable hold them if they if two months in a row go by and you don't have financial statements from them pull it they are no longer your treasurer, and get that checkbook and change the pins. Serious. Two months. Don't go nine months. Don't go longer. Serious. I'm very serious. Okay. We talked about this 990N. You can't see it, but that's what it looks like. You can certainly go Google what this reporting. If you've not been doing your annual reports to the IRS, your tax-exempt status has been revoked automatically, whether you know it or not. Even self-declared organizations, 
will have had after three years of not turning in a 990N or they come in fuller paper versions. I file them for larger organizations, 990 easy and full up 990. Your tax exempt status has been revoked. Do you have to tell them No. On the 990N, they only ask for the name of one officer. On the full paper versions, yes, they ask for a listing of all the officers of that year. More resources. We've got some books over there. I'd like not to take any of them home, <laughs> please. Um, so we've got a few minutes. And um, a podcast that I put out weekly. They're usually short 10 or 15-minute podcasts on different topics. So you can listen. You, know, you can binge listen, or you can just listen as, as the podcast comes out every Thursday. Okay. It's one minute till. Questions, concerns, issues? Fill up. Is your brain full? Does it hurt? I'm sorry. You have a headache. I'm so sorry. Why am I doing this to you? Because I want you to be successful in running your successful homeschool organization. Remember at the beginning I said you guys are doing good work. You're influencing the next generation. You're meeting homeschool credit critics. You are raising the academic standards. You are encouraging tired homeschool moms, and now I know you're tired yourself, but <laughs> I really want you to be successful. I never want the IRS to say, huh, homeschool organizations, huh? Let me put them on my list. I never want that to happen. I never want you guys to be in the news. I never want you to be audited by the IRS. I never want any of that for you. I want you to have the freedom that tax exempt status and nonprofit incorporation bring you, that you've got to be in compliance. It's one of the duties, compliance, right? To keep you out of trouble, to keep you happy running your groups and blessing your family. So thank you what you do, and thank you for inviting me. It was very good. And my plain leaves and, uh, yeah, yellow slips, I'd appreciate getting those back have feedback for me we i kind of got a bug out of here in a few minutes to, the flight's not till 2 15 but you know we don't like to cut it close with airlines so thanks so much you know where to find me right homeschoolcpa.com thanks everybody thank you for joining the dollars and cents radio show with carol top here at the ultimate homeschool radio network for more helpful information visit carol at her website homeschoolcpa.com